My name's Ivan, and I'm a scientist by day and a writer by night. And I'm Daniel, I'm a neuromuscular therapist, and I run my own practice. And you're listening to the weekly podcast, Journey to Wherever. Enjoy the show. Are we good? We're good. Is this episode 39? It is episode 39. All right, do you want to take this one away? I can start this week's off. Okay. Uh, hello, everyone. My name's uh, Ivan. Okay, Peanut Butter Man. Peanut Butter Man? No, I'm just, pick I'm up just, I just called myself Ivan. <laughs> Did you just call yourself Ivan? See, you didn't pick it up either. I tested ah. a theory. Ever since I've been little, I've been called Ivan and Ivan, and I feel like Ivan's a second name. Like, what do you mean a second name? It's a conversation starter for me when someone's like, oh, so they go, Ivan? I'm like, Ivan? I'm like, oh, sorry, Ivan. I'm like, you, you correct people? Sometimes, you know if I feel the vibe, I don't want to be that guy, but sometimes if I feel <laughs> like- be I'm, that guy, it's not wrong being that no, guy. No, no, no. Sometimes if I feel like I've got that vibe where I sense the person can probably just take like a little bit of a correction yeah. in a nice way, I'm like, Ivan? I'm like, oh, okay, Ivan, yeah, cool. And then I'm like, or you they know, call you- me, or they'll, they'll go, is it Ivan or is it Ivan? Because some people I've noticed now actually pronouncing it as Ivan first go. I'm like, fuck, good on you. Oh, wow. And then I sometimes, then I go on. But why is that? Convers- because, is, is that because they've seen your surname and think maybe it might no be idea. Ivan? No idea. But if you Some if people was- just get it because they know an Ivan. Uh, they know an Ivan you know, you, you know your nephew's like that, Maxwell. What? If someone calls him Max, yeah. he corrects you straight away. Does he? Yes. Interesting. That's cool. Like, and he gets the shits though. So he doesn't like being called Max? No. So it, it's funny, like which is it, cool though, because I don't think Tash likes him called Max. No, I don't like a Max. I don't. Again, I don't think Max is a bad name. Yeah. But I called him Maxwell because I like the name Maxwell. Yeah. You know what I mean? At school. Yeah. I've always I was always Daniel. Yeah. But if you knew me, like knew me, knew me, are you you got away with calling me Danny? But there's 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 a there's a handful of people that did that that still to this day can call me Danny. But if you just come up to me and you're like, hey, what up, oh, so you're uh, uh, Dan or Danny? I'm like, bitch, you don't know me. Exactly. <laughs> it's like, I'm Daniel to you. Okay. Yeah. I just don't like, I don't like when people just assume your name is. It's like, I'm not even Daniel. I'm Ribeiro. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, my son, he does, I just like the fact that he does it. I picked him up from daycare a few weeks ago and was there's a new daycare teacher. Yeah. And she was like, bye Max. And he just goes, my name's not Max. It's Maxwell. Really? But anyways, see you later. <laughs> Have a good day. <laughs> oh, <laughs> he does that so good. And I'm just like, oh, I love this kid. Okay, that's funny. <laughs> but anyways. But no, I tested. Yeah. I just, I thought I'd test it as, just as a joke. Yeah, it went I'm straight like, so it's, over, my went head. over your head. Straight over. Because then I'll say like, oh no, you know, I've, I've been called Ivan for like my whole life. So it's almost like a second name. Because it literally is. I think sometimes some people will call me Ivan yeah. and I won't even pick it up. Really? That's a theory of mine. Yeah. Really? Yeah, I think so sometimes. Do you purposely don't pick it up or you just, no, you just maybe, straight I'm over the head? I'm thinking maybe I might just go over my head or it used to go over my head sometimes, maybe for a little period of time, whereas now I tend to be aware of it and I kind of play it as Because in, in, in Yugoslav, when they, when they write Ivan, is there like a symbol above the A or the N no. that would suggest... No. No? No. Okay. It's I-V-A-N. Is Ivan or Ivan? Because okay. my uncle named... Because in some, in some European... Ivan. In his some European... Um, yeah, that's right. You've yeah. got an uncle Ivan. And he's... Yeah, and he's, he's Ivan. That's yeah, funny. Um... In some European countries, there's like funny little squiggles above letters and stuff yeah. like that, which insensuates a different pronunciation of, of a letter. Well, so I was thinking whether S, maybe there's an, an Ivan. with a little hat on it, like a little tick, it's sure. Sure. Okay. So, for so example, in, in Portuguese, like if you, if you do the NH together, it's nye. Yeah. 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 Okay. You know what I mean? I love that. There's, and, then yeah. with, and then if there's a C yeah. with a little squiggle down the bottom, it's pronounced with a, like a, a, an S. 
Sure. Okay. So if there's if there's a C with no little squiggle down the bottom, it's a just a okay like a like a C sound like a because for like yeah for like Slavic like Croatian Serbian maybe Macedonian I'm not sure yeah they'll have like a C with a tick or a hat on the top is ch. Oh, so, there you go. Yeah. Isn't yeah. So I always thought, I was thinking maybe in in, in like in in, uh, in Croatia did they write like like Ivan with a little symbol no. on the top or something I V I C A I V I C A yeah. And there's no ticks, nothing. It's just sir. That's why it's just I V I C A. Ah. But if you have someone's last name, it has like an itch. In itch. It. Yeah. The C has a tick. Which is very common. Um, yeah. Slavic thing. The itch. So if you have yeah. like an itch, the C has a tick, a hat. Oh, does it? That's what the ch sound is. Ah. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. So um. Yeah, I don't know. I know it's interesting because like when I was doing homeschooling. For mm-hmm. the kids, when we had this whole work from home thing, yeah, they were trying to learn words and stuff like that. And I think we might have spoken about this before. And I was saying like how hard it is to like teach the kids because there's so much technicality and stuff. Yeah, uh, I think English is a bloody hard language to learn. It is. It's it, it, the common thing, especially like with like my parents, obviously coming here as like migrants and stuff. Like they, what's that? What's that thing called where the word sounds the same but it's spelled differently? Dessert. Like Where it's des- spelled dessert, the same, it sounds different. But desert. And there's like stationary and stationary. Like stationary. Stationary. Pe- station, like being stationary. And then there's stationary as in like pens and pencils. Yeah. What's that term called? Stupidity. <laughs> no, there's a term <laughs> Who for came it. up with this garbage of having okay. like two the, words? The English language the is the only language that I know that has words that sound the same, but are spelt differently. The perfect, the perfect keyboard hero warrior version yeah. is the correction of your... <laughs> when someone does a little asterisk you're and you're, you are you are yeah like that for example someone yeah. goes uh, you're you're an, an idiot it's like and they go, your bag yeah it's like what are they spelt the same no they're spelt different but someone's like you spelt your wrong it's uh. apostrophe Y <laughs> shut the fuck up get out of here <laughs> it's the dumbest correction anytime someone does that you just like you lost the argument but do you know what I mean like I think I'm, I'm pretty sure the English language is the only language that has that in it yeah I'd, I'd say it's probably one of although gaelic is very difficult as well is that in a language I th- yeah i think so is it still like some or of is the that names, a native language like some that's, of the irish, irish names are really nice sounding yeah, names I've, I've got some irish very nice sounding names yeah. but how they're spelled super hard well how they spell sounds nothing like how they say it yeah, either it's not you know what I mean? Like I've got a few Irish names and I'm just trying to think of them now, but like there's a few that are like, oh, hi, I'm, uh, I'm Kieran, for example. Yeah. And but it's, it's spelled, spelled like C-I-A-R-A-H-N or something like that. And I'm like, that's Kieran. Ky- Kieran? I was like, what? Yeah. It's I was like, very difficult. It's full difficult. But it, I reckon they be they're hard awesome names to though. Too. They're awesome they names. Are, but I, I reckon like it'd be a hard language to learn as well. Yeah. So, um... But, um, I, yeah. I was going with that, but um, yeah, I did miss the whole Ivan thing right from the bat. Yes, so just went we do good there. at that and just rambling off around just random things. Sorry, we just ramble off about just I seven know, the minutes. First five, first five to fourteen minutes of an episode is literally not what the episode. Okay, is Okay, you know ever what? I'm, I'm glad you brought this up. Okay, <laughs> I'm glad you brought this up. I found that I'm like we're like fourteen minutes in and we're like not even talking about it, and then all of a sudden it just. It's like we're driving along on a straight road. It's like, turn left here. Boom. Turn. It's like, so now we're going down this road. It's like, <laughs> I had a client of mine a few weeks ago say, I've got a love-hate relationship with the way you guys start the show. And I said, what do you mean? Really? Yeah. And I'm like, a love-hate relationship. this was going to be a problem. And then they go, you guys would say something on the lines of like, the show is about this. 
but you take 10 <laughs> minutes not. to get to it. <laughs> but I love the 10 minutes of the conversation. Okay. So it's like, I don't know how I feel about it. I'm like, let me, let me help you out. You love it. It's okay. It's like, I feel like, put it this way, guys. If you really want to, and, you, and, the, and the title of our show really catches you, as much as, as much as I don't encourage you to do this, because no. it's, it's part of the, the show. It's about, it's, it's part of us warming up. Like if we're yeah. about to. It's foreplay. <laughs> keep going alrighty All okay anyways um, yes foreplay I guess um, if you want to call it that um, if you don't if you want to skip the foreplay <laughs> just go to the anywhere between the 7 to 10 minute mark and by that stage we're, we're probably miss. talking about the show but we'll, we'll, you often might miss the key parts of the actual show it's if, the you, if it's the lead up so as much as I selfishly encourage you to listen um, to the first 10 minutes of the show which has nothing to do with the show it's part of the show yeah yeah if that makes sense yes I get it it kind of like it's part of our origin story yeah do you know what I mean it's part of the way we do things yes you know it's kind of like it's like this is what the show is about yes. the show is about us warming up because every great athlete has to warm up, yes. <laughs> okay? So they, they don't pull a hammy. And so that our, uh, you know, our intellect and, and the way athletes. we vocalize our thoughts, yes. it needs to be warmed up. Yes. That's how I am. I, know. I feel like we're like, you know. I totally resonate. I'm you, just such a great athlete. <laughs> <laughs> we're lingual athletes. Um, lingual athletes. <laughs> All right. One of the, I, I'm a little bit somber though, and I'll tell you why. Because the show is maintaining its 14 minutes of greatness at the start. That's the story, the origin, this and that. Yeah. The last couple of episodes, I've been thinking back and I'm like, we, we dived technical into the AI episodes about Elon Musk. And they were two popular episodes. Very right? popular episodes. Um, but then when I'm looking back on the show, I'm like, you know when you get to a point of greatness, right? <laughs> no, I'm just joking. Humble it's getting real cocky now. <laughs> No, I'm just joking. But you know when no, you get to it, no, no, I am. <laughs> Shut up, Brad. Don't, don't give away my truth. But you know when you're like, because when you're a vet and you're 30 episodes, <laughs> I'm at a point of reflection now, right? At the peak of my career, <laughs> right? When I'm looking back and I'm like, <laughs> we're, we're from foreplay to peaks of career. <laughs> I'm like at a point now where I'm like reflecting on what got us to this great point, right? And I'm like, we used to. I feel to- like this is an episode of This Is Your Life. <laughs> Should we go with that? Right. <laughs> okay. The first, the first episode, I remember looking back, right? Yeah. I asked, I mean, do you remember the first episode? I still remember the first episode. I still remember our first time. And- <laughs> <laughs> I knew you were going to do that. You set it up, <laughs> right? We dived in, and I remember I was like talking about oh, Superman shit. and. No, I spoke about Superman. I gave you a hypothetical. Yeah, and it was Uno and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go back and listen to it. And if you're new to the show, yeah. And then we and then we got into like the next couple of episodes. Very green, very raw. It was. We were were amateurs, right? We weren't weren't seasoned like we are now. Um, But I was thinking back, and I'm like, I think we. I felt like we were like quite true to you being the clinic kind of guy, right? Yeah. 
And I was like feeling very much the whole sciencey kind of vibe. Even though I didn't add in a lot of into it, I still felt like that was kind of like a little bit, maybe not my, my image, but it was like kind of there, right? Well, our intro says that. It's like, hi, I'm Yvonne and I, uh, yeah. I'm a scientist by day and a writer by night. And I'm Daniel, I'm a exactly. muscular therapist yeah. and I and run my own practice. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think I tend to wave the ride the wave of, and this would come into the whole, we keep reflecting back on this periodization episode, but... It, it definitely aligns with that too, right? Mm-hmm. I think our the interesting thing about our our journey is if you if you really follow it end to end, and this is with any podcast or any writer, any any person that you follow in life, yeah, you can really what is that? No, the boys are oh. playing. Um, you can really in the back. you can really sorry if you hear some background noise, it's my boys. <laughs> That's all right because remember we're still parents, right? We still <laughs> we still um, parenting. <laughs> we still uh, act responsibly by letting them run amok in the background while we work. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> um, I can't even remember what I was going with this. Oh, yeah. So if if like if that's who your your you are as a like as a career or that's just what you do in general, you tend to like put in those flavors of your expertise expertise throughout yeah. things but i think you tend to do that more depending on what cycle in the year you are in the weeks you are one right? zillion percent percent. yes so for example i noticed for example when and this and this is what comes out right when you're in your peak stage yeah i feel like you're very in tune with like like um, like pa- like patient stories. You'd be like, oh, this is patient, this, this, and that. And this is what they get treated with and they've presented with this, this, and that. And it'll often come with a story too. They come with a story and then it's like you've had this health thing that you're trying to treat. Then in the, in the midst of that, you've learned something interesting about the patient mm-hmm. and you've kind of reflected on it and saw how it fits in with your own life or your own environment. And then you bring it to the discussion table. Yeah. And then we talk about it, right? Um, and as the scientist, I think I tend to feel like I chime in with a little bit of lateral thinking. I tend to like analyze things and break it down and try and systematize what I think as a scientist, as does. A scientist does. Right. Yeah. And that's where the balance comes. That's where show. I think the balance comes from. Yeah. Um, so when I reflect back, I think I've probably did that really, I think I've, I feel like maybe I'm just talking out of my ass. But I feel like maybe I did that a little bit more in the earlier episodes and then I kind of taper off a little bit and then it just becomes like completely non-technical and I'm just like some random person with like no experience. I just talk but I talk think, shit sometimes. I, I like that And then I chime back in and I feel like I'm a little bit more in tune and that. And then I chime out and I'm just like, who's this guy? He's just talking crap again. And then I chime back in and yeah, I feel like I've got that vibe. I kind of feel I like that vibe and I, and because it's like sometimes you listen to a show, a podcast, and you know what you're going to get and the person that's on it might be a doctor, might be whatever it is, yeah. and they've got that persona yeah. the whole time, which is nothing wrong with that because some people will tune into that. Yeah. But I like the idea of the fact that a scientist, and there's, there's all these different um, images that people paint in, in their head about what a scientist looks like. The first thing when someone says a scientist, I think of that guy from Back of the Future, right? What's the, his name again? With the lab coat. The with the lab professor. coat, the, the hair growing out the side, like the real... The like, Einstein look. Yeah, the Einstein Is that look. a perception of a scientist? Well, the, 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 you know, it's a, the first thing that comes to your head when okay. you say scientist, boom. Do you know what I mean? It's like 
It's, it, but it doesn't mean it defines that. It's just an image you create in your head, right? Yeah. So it's like, but when you see the scientist being real, talking about real stuff, yeah. maybe I feel like you engage with that person a bit more. They become more relatable. More relatable. Then when they yeah. decide to drop some knowledge, drop some bombs, you obtain that knowledge a bit yeah. better because you're more relatable with that person. Yeah. That's what I like about it personally. Interesting. I never so, thought about it like that. That's how I see it. That's how that's how I like to catch my. I've talked about spoke, spoke this before, but with my patients at work, I like to catch them off guard because, like, they'll they you know it's like there's 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 there's, there's a lead up to seeing me right. Like generally, I don't, without bragging, there's a few like to to come in to see me personally in the clinic. Yeah. There's like a few week wait. You know, it's yeah. like anywhere between four to six weeks. Yeah. So instantly that creates a. a a perception that's like, oh wow, this guy's really busy, he must be really good, kind yeah. of thing, right? So instantly they start painting this picture in their head, yeah. okay? And then eventually, uh, along with that, because they're waiting but for such a long time. Disclaimer: You are really good, right. so you have to wait because okay. you are really good. <laughs> Thanks, man. <laughs> Anyways, but yeah, it's like, um, so eventually, once they get to see me, yeah. and I'm like, I want to say I'm silly, but I'm just as normal as possible. Yeah. I don't greet them like you know, the, the classical, uh, like uh, you know, the the classical medical center feel. Where someone yes. walks out of their door and they go, uh, Ivan Solange? Yeah. Ivan? Yeah, Ivan? They got that real, like, yes. you're walking, they feel like you're walking into a like, clinical. A, a, like clinical point. Yeah. So I, I really like to make my patients feel super comfortable to yeah. a point where they relate with me. Almost to a point where I confuse them as to why they're there in the first place. Because I feel as a therapist, with mm-hmm. how I approach physical therapy and rehabilitation, yeah. is I'm not going to be able to get the best result out of them until they are comfortable with me. Yeah. So before I even work on them, touch them uh, in a certain area, manipulate anything, yeah. I want them to be relatable with me yeah. as a rapport, therapist, build, build a rapport instantaneously. Yeah. It could be about anything. Um, and then that gives me the keys to kind of like, you know, treat them further. Yeah. So that's how I like to approach things. Yeah. So and I, that's the, the same approach that I'm kind of doing with the podcast yeah. is that like, yeah, okay, I'm a neuromuscular therapist, but like... You know, I can, I can. You know, I'm silly as well. Yeah, I think. <laughs> you know it, what I mean? Yeah, just, I, I, I think. I, know I just want mean. the perception to be different. You know, like yeah. I'm, I'm happy with the, the balance, the kind of back and forth, the jovialness, the just kind of the joking around. But then when we want to switch it on, yeah, we switch it on, and everyone's like, "Whoa, I didn't see that coming." You know, like all of a sudden we just start geeking out about. That's what that's that was the big thing we got with the new with the Elon Musk Neuralink episode. The feedback yeah. was. I didn't think you guys could dive so deep into stuff. Really? And, but at the same time... Is that what you got told though? Yeah. Like, See, that's the thing. I'm like, maybe, maybe it's manifest... Maybe it's... That's what I like about it. Validating my thoughts because I'm like, sometimes... Do we just skim the surface sometimes or do we not go deep with something? But do you Lately. go deep with everything? No. That's what I'm saying. So it's like sometimes people kind of like the whole, oh, you know, we talk about pet peeves and, and you know, this and that. But then there's the multi-potentialite episode, you know, yeah. where people got to know you and not to know know a lot about what is a multi-potentialite. Yeah, and it's like, yeah. wow, well, he's real, really well-versed. He does this, he does that. But he, he 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 talks about random stuff on the podcast. I kind of like the whole catching... Tell me more. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's kind of like... And it's the funny feedback I've been getting with clients is like they've in turn got to know me even more yeah. because when I'm at, 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 in the treatment room, I'm obviously getting to know about them and I'm breaking them down so that, that I can so they can feel comfortable with me. The reality is everybody likes talking about themselves, so yeah. I use the me getting to know them in the clinic. I use that platform in terms of me allowing them to talk about themselves. Yeah, 
Okay. The moment someone can talk about themselves, and not in an egotistical way, but yeah. And, and then someone's actually listening to them and yep. going, oh, what about this? And what about that? Instantaneously, someone is comfortable with you, yeah. generally speaking. Yeah. And I think your your type of industry requires like a lot of trust because someone comes in, they've got some sort of a, a condition, an ailment, an injury. It's some sort of, you know, um, your head. Yeah, sorry. Your- <laughs> just give me a sec. <laughs> We're going to take a break. Just, uh, one- we'll return after this commercial break. <laughs> well- Sorry, Thanks. I'm, I'm back now. You probably heard my son turn into He-Man in the background. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. Look, <laughs> he he's got like, a whole Aah! bunch of fig- he's got a whole bunch of mad like superhero figurines, and he's probably like battling it out at like he is. There's, a, know, there's an awesome battle going. It's around like Ragnarok his... battle going off, going on in the background, or like you know. Anyways, where, where are we up to? It's come and like taking over the world. What were we talking um, about? No, I was saying like I think in your in your like clinical setting, like it's. It, that type of treatment requires a level of like trust because when you go to like a normal doctor, for example, and you say, look, I, that, you know, you basically sit down and you're like, so, you know, what are you here for today? It's like, well, I've got a, I've got a sniffle or I've got a bit of an ache here or I'm getting, you know, I've had headaches or I've got a sore, upset stomach or whatever it is. It's like, okay. And then you list off all of the, you divulge the, your symptoms. You divulge your symptoms. They basically collect them together and go, well, based on your symptoms, your likely presentation is whatever. Yeah. Right. Whereas in your case, it's like, I've got a pain here, but you have to go on this journey of discovery where you listen to what they say. You think you, you work, I assume this is how it works with you, you would work out what some of the potential causes are, mm-hmm. but because you're very experienced, you often go, I think I know what it is already. Yeah. And then through this process of evaluation workout, you, you, you put your thumb or hand on someone's shoulder, leg, arm, back, whatever it is, and then you can feel, you feel what's going on and you know something's tight something's not i don't know the term's knotted or whatever it yeah, is yeah yeah i know what you're and saying. you know right yeah. um that comes with experience as it, well it though does, but, I, I didn't like, always adopt this approach when i first started because when you first start you're all about making the right um, therapeutic choice yes and you're really thinking about the treatment almost to a point where you're forgetting how to you almost forgetting to interact with the client as yeah. well because you're being very ultra clinical yeah so when you become clinically comfortable with your knowledge you can then focus more on being you know building a rapport with your patient and i'm sure like you'd be if you're if someone's like coming into the clinic you're like oh well do you mind if i just like have a check of your shoulder for example and you kind of put your thumb there you're like oh okay yeah i think i can see what's going on you're a little bit sore whatever yeah it's a bit tight you're like okay well how about you just kind of lay down this position and we'll start to like do this and then you so you know where do you work and you have conversation you just start to work into it right yeah 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 um but what I've, I think that's important because it builds that level of trust. But the, the what I, the technical side, parking all that aside, because I don't think it has to be a, a, a I'm not going to make a point of that. But one thing I'm fascinated by is, and this is how I've always visioned it. You know, when the, have you watched The Matrix? I've tried many times. You haven't watched all of them? I, I, again, okay. I've tried, There's meaning, one- meaning I've watched them. But I haven't. You don't know what it's about. <laughs> I, okay. I lose my. I lo- it's one of those okay. things. It's like it's like you read. It. It's like when you read a page of a book and you've read the paragraph, and then you, after you've read it, you're like, "What the hell did I just what read?" I just read? And you go back and you read it, and yeah. you go, "What I just read?" And you got to read it like fifteen times. That's what I mean by it. But you still tried many got it. times. Yeah. Okay. Like I get it, but I don't get it. Like you get it. Okay, we're gonna watch Matrix one day. Okay. We're gonna watch Matrix. Why not? Okay, fair enough. You don't look happy. No, no, no I'm joking. <laughs> I'll get you a tomahawk at the same time. Okay, done. But there's this scene in the Matrix, right, where Neo's basically standing there 
and you've got all the people that are sitting in the the what's it called the Nebuchadnezzar. It's like the ship that they're in, right? It's their ship on the outside. All the people are plugged into the matrix. Yeah. And Neo's inside the matrix. Yeah. Right. Okay. And he's there, and it's like this arc in the movie. It's this turning point where he knows he is the one almost. Okay. And he's like in this corridor. I think it was in a corridor. There's some sort of a scene and they've got the agents on the other side. Mm -hmm. And he's kind of like standing there. And I think they've done like some sort of it. They've they've done a lot of shooting scenes or something. And you're like, the bullets all kind of like come out or something. I don't know what it was. Something happened. I can't remember the exact. deflecting them all and stuff. And he kind of like drops the bullets or deflects them or something. And then everybody who's sitting there watching the screen, all the green numbers on the screen... Yeah. turn into what Neo's seeing and okay. they get this outline of the whole thing and they're like holy shit it's like, happening it's happening yeah yeah I get yeah. goosebumps thinking about it it's like it's the <laughs> moment when Neo becomes the one the one yeah because Neo Neo is one one O-N-E. Yep. 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 so he becomes the one when I look at you as a as a therapist oh jeez here we hold go hold on a second <laughs> right far out I didn't know you were going to go that way anyways <laughs> hold on Right. You're making when me I blush. think of you becoming the therapist, right? <laughs> oh, far out. It's like when you, as a scientist, I understand how an X-ray works, kind of, right? Yeah. Probably more. Okay, I understand more how nuclear magnetic resonance and MRI image works. Yes. Person goes in, all these Slides. protons have a certain spin and they align with the flux of the magnetic field, and it ends up becoming this image that you get out. Yeah. Your hands, when they touch someone's back, <laughs> as soon as they do. I see the green writing on the screen. It's like you don't Far need an up. X-ray, right? Okay. It's like, and I'm, I'm, I'm. It sounds I, like I I'm talking you up. Yeah, I know. Right? I know. But it's I'm fascinated by this, and I, out of everything that you do, I'm fascinated by this one thing where you can kind of like. It's almost like if your eyes are closed and you feel your way through something. It's like I, I picture you picturing the anatomy yeah. as your feeling the contours of a ligament or a nerve or a muscle or a tendon, whatever they, whatever it is. Yeah. I just visualize you picturing and seeing the contours of the body yeah. under the skin. Yeah. That to me is fascinating from a technical point of view. I, I does. I, I got it. The trick to that. And like, I would assume your sensitivity increases over time yes. and you get better at it. So but you, I'm fascinated the more by you that. Work, the more you work with people, the more you just like on a tactile perspective, um, you feel things differently. And because everyone has a scapula, everybody has a spine, everyone has a pelvis, everyone has the same as everybody, but it's yeah. shaped differently. It's yeah. wider, it's bigger, it's more denser, the, the, the tissue, the everything. This, they have the same thing, but it's all shaped differently. Yeah. Um, so there's two parts of that. One part is the tactile. The more, the more you work on people, the better you get at it. It's just pure, just like repetition. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? The second part that I attribute that to was the probably one of the if I can if there's maybe a two or three bullet points that I'd be like this was a defining moment in my career yep. was doing the cadaver labs. I was about to say labs. anatomy histology, like anatomy um, did that because when you see the the anatomical drawings of posters, yep. the body looks absolutely nothing like that. No. It's 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 there. It's an anatomical purpose, anatomical drawing, illustration. Sorry for. Um, teaching purposes yeah but when you've got a cadaver on the bench and yeah. the the skins is you know the skins being like yeah. completely if anybody pulled. gets a little bit queasy from this it may get a little bit yeah technical. the 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 dermal layers are all pulled out to the side yes. and you're seeing the skeletal structure all the connective tissue everything's so 
ends. Yeah. There's no like, oh, and here's this muscle and here. Like, you can, but it's like... It's like, what's what? What's what's what? On top of that, this cadaver who used to, you know, obviously since was, is someone, um, you can you see the battle scars through their life as well. So you see all that. That I never thought of. You see the scar tissue development. You see the adhesions. You see, you know, you see the the small micro tears, the, the hairline and fractures. And difference between each cadaver. Each and every. So when you got someone on the table, it's like, this is just a different person, but I'm just using the same roadmap. Do you yeah. know what I mean? The template's so the same. Template's the same, but it's completely different all the time. Yeah. So... Um, when you are, when I've done, you know, several different labs where you, you do the back, you do the knee, you do the elbow, you do, and I wish I could go back and probably do more to be honest. Um, but obviously it was organized through, you know, when I was, when I was learning. So it's like, it's it's, it's a bit harder to kind of do that now, but that was probably the reason why I feel like, you know, in a sense, um, alluding to what you were saying, like the whole x-ray vision thing. Yeah. That was a big one for me. So now when I see someone's back, neck, knee calf whatever i'm not looking at the poster i'm using the poster that's in my room and telling them what's going on as illustration purpose for so they understand yeah. structurally and mechanically what's wrong with what's happening at that moment yeah but i don't see that poster i see the cadaver in front of me as as morbid as that probably no, no, sounds I know what you're saying. I know. It, it allows me to go oh, okay and when i will go through say for example a calf muscle and i yep. and i feel this sinewy bit or I feel that the the tibial nerve is slightly out of alignment and it's and it's running longitudinally against the tibia. It's mm. like, oh, that shouldn't be like that because I've seen it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like I've I've actually physically seen it. Yeah. Not felt it. Yeah. Seen it. But when you can when you can puzzle the see and the feel together. Okay, you've you've literally now opened my eyes and pulled the curtain back to see to understand that now because when you say because you explain to me like you've got this like this muscle that's overlapping with this and you've got a kind of it it you you were talking about my back once with this thing that's connected to like the front of my pelvis or oh, hip the, or something the and I'm like psoas and, the and then you show me yeah the psoriasis muscle remember that one <laughs> the psoas right the psoas and, and the you were showing me a picture and you're like see it's like that and I'm like you just couldn't see it, it to me it's two dimensional yeah with no depth yeah so I'm yeah. like how does that muscle connect to the front you're like but the connection's there and I'm like it looks flat. It's because you're watching, you're seeing the, yes. the anterior view as opposed yes. to the Yes, and I've been view. in the like in that clinical setting too, and had the cadaver workshops and stuff. And looking at a knee open and carving a back and stuff like that, yeah, it it looks different to the drawing, but it doesn't look like a muscle's connected here. There's no red part that perfectly looks white attached to this section with like good. Divi- there's it's just filled with just stuff. Yes. And you literally pull everything back it's to expose so it. It's so dense. It's fully dense, it's right? It's like, think of as the human body as like, you know, when you buy someone, it's <laughs> probably a really strange example, but you know, when you buy like a child, a whole heap of presents for their birthday. Yeah. But you've got the one gift bag. Yeah. And you're just, just jamming everything, everything in. into one. That's the, that's, that's honestly the human body. It's, on, on the organs, the the bones, the muscles, everything is just so jammed yeah. that there's like no the reason why there's no we, room for movement, nothing. Yeah. So the the reason why we have ailments is because there's the moment there's any kind of movement, if I were to push you over right now on that chair and you were to fall over, yeah, you'd you'd, you'd have an injury straight away. Yeah. Minor, major, you have and something. it's interesting. You hurt your shoulder, but your right knee hurts. It's, it's it, you get this referred referred that's sensation. Referred that's stuff. all got to do with inertia as well. So like the, how your body you know, responds to and how, whether you're top heavy or whether you've got an existing injury and whatnot, you know? So 
everything is so jam-packed that there's there's no room for like i'm interested in one thing if you if you know this right i'm gonna put you on spot talking about like injuries okay you know when like i've seen i've heard cases right where someone's been like intoxicated and they've fallen out of a window Mm. or they survive they survive or you know if a child falls off something but they're really really minor like out of same thing like out of a a, uh an apartment or something Mm. you know touch wood but they've survived and there's this whole thing of yeah because their body's limp and they just tend to just go with it Mm -hmm. do you know what what why that is like what i think is there a thing that causes that or is it there's different there's different perceptions of that I, i feel like in general if when you brace for something yeah you're contracting almost every part of of your body, whatever yeah. it is, at, whatever part it is. But for whatever reason, so when you go like, and let's use a car crash for example. Yeah. Okay, you if you when you're seeing it coming, yeah, you often you'll hear the case where you're about to see it coming, they you slam on the brakes, yeah, and it's the flight or fight response kicks in, and you contract everything yeah absolutely everything so when we use the example before how there's just no room in the body mm. okay for anything when you contract it's like a domino effect it's a domino effect mm. and you're you're like because you contract everything your muscles get bigger yeah they they the vascularity comes in the blood flow rushes in and this space that was already um compromised is even more compromised yeah and then impact yeah. You're bound to break something. Okay. Whereas if you're just driving along and you're going through your green light yeah. and someone sideswipes you, you're going to get an injury. But you're often more localized when people go, oh, but then I hurt my neck. That's right. It's because their body is limp. I don't, I wish I could answer that really good. I, I don't know exactly why that is, but using the example of the fact that think of the 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 gift bag as the skin the yeah. dermal layers yeah. are holding all the presence in together yeah. as best as it can there's, so there's no room so the moment you contract for whereas, yeah whereas if, brace, if the gift bag was surrounded by a lot of hard objects with soft glassy ones in the middle and you dropped it yeah all the hard ones on the outside are going to crush what's on the inside when that's it falls. exactly right whereas if you've got lots of cushioning on the outside it protects what's on the inside that's right motherfucker Episode 39. (laughs) And that's why this is, again, going back to the original part of the episode. Yeah. The science aspect of what you just, you just broke it down. You kind of like complimented what I was just about to say in a a better sense. You know, like that's, um, that's essentially that bit there. The why does someone fall off a building when they don't know? And then they get up and like, oh, what happened? You know? Yeah. I feel because we're already compromised. Compromised. Yeah, sorry. We had another interruption there before. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, because because everything's already so compromised as it is, the moment there's any kind of bracing, in, it, it, put it this way, the increasing of vascularity is done the moment you contract. Yeah. So if, if you look at my like my bicep here, my yeah. massive gun, yeah. all right, that is, that even though that doesn't look like That's anything, huge, bro. it's huge, right? It's even though that doesn't look like anything, that yeah. in itself yeah. already is like super contracted. Everything's trying to hold it together. The moment... Like I do that, this is already compromising. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, it's, yeah. It's compromising everything in there. So the moment, like you would probably think, oh, if you contract something and you hit it against the wall, then you kind of are protecting yourself. Yes. Yes and no. Okay. So like if you're throwing a punch, you don't throw a punch with a limp arm. Yeah. You throw your punch with a real stiff arm, yeah. right? Because you want to generate force. But just because you're generating force and I'm punching you in the shoulder, it doesn't mean I'm not going to hurt myself. Yeah, but it's likely if I'm just yep. do that and I'm limp. Yeah, 
and if I'm limp, it's it's less likely if I throw a straight jab and hit you softly yeah. there, I'm going to be... It's not going to be as effective as a punch, right? Because it's, I'm not generating as much force, but at the same token, I'm not going to hurt myself as much. Yeah. So there's a matter of force and contraction at the same time. I think that's what ultimately culminates into someone getting breaking bones and yeah. tearing muscles and stuff because it's the, it's the brace. Okay. Does it. that make sense? Yeah, I get it. Yeah. All right. <laughs> okay, cool. I get it now. That's mad. <laughs> it's interesting. When you're talking about like, it's funny though because I'm in this constant battle where I'm trying to like separate. I find myself doing this because, because as a scientist, when someone says the word force, I think of it, or you said like inertia. Yeah. Your understanding of inertia in a car moving yeah. is probably very different to my understanding yes. of inertia. In, you understand in an essence it is, but my my I, I understand it in different. my industry, like yes. what inertia does. But you you you're, look, you're, you're look probably looking a, at it as they're like you're moving forward and then the seatbelt kind of pulls your neck back and it jars. Yeah. Inertia. It's an interesting like. Whereas I'm thinking about it as like the, the laws of Newton, right? Yeah. Like that, yeah i remember when it's, it's funny you said this right like i remember we we're, were kind of both studying at this stage obviously you're probably maybe two or two or so years into your degree and i was probably just starting mine and the very first part of anatomy is cells mm. and it's the part that i sucked at the most but you actually helped me a lot with it i don't know if you remember I, no i don't really because you understand you go right down to the what's it called the microcosm the my the What's the mitochondria? The, the, no, not the mitochondria. They're like the right, like the 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 last nucleus. The nucleus of a cell. Of the cell. There's lots of stuff in a nucleus. I know. Whereas okay. for someone like me as a physical therapist, you when you when you learn uh, anatomy and physiology, and then you go into functional anatomy, and then you go into biology disease. Did you do biology in high school? Yeah, you did. Yeah, but it wasn't like I was more interested in just the the basic biology of okay. it. I wasn't. I I never really the cells aspect never really resonated with me as yeah. much. So when I was like, oh, dude, I'm studying anatomy now. It's, I don't know if it's hard, but I don't understand this nucleus and this and that. Actually, I think it was like DNA and transcription and RNA Yeah, and we're and all talking about cilia and oh, all that okay, kind of stuff. Sure, Whereas sure. you were like, I can tell you about that. Mm-hmm. So as a physical, there are a lot of physical therapists and physios and chiros will know what I'm talking about. For the day-to-day, our cell knowledge doesn't have to be great. If anything, it could be below average and we would still do really really well in a treatment yeah all right whereas i always found fascinating with you it's like scientists dive deep all the time yeah. there's there's no there's like when someone asks you all right ivan this is a uh, bottle of water i want you to you know break it down on a you know on a molecule level or something like that you like you go deep 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 yeah. deep like it's it is it's never ending and it's the, and it's the elements and it's the air and it's the where am i testing it am, am i am i in here before you know it's a bottle of water and we've got 47 spreadsheets it's, do you know what i mean yeah it's funny because the other day like we've got a microwave that sits under our bench there's like a spot where the microwave can get built into right yeah. on the bench and Every time, like, someone puts the microwave on, you know, kids, like, they kind of stare at the microwave waiting for the food to cook. Yeah. And I'm like, stop staring at the microwave when it's when it's running. It's not, it cooks your eyes. And like, who, what, why? And I'm like, and I just wasn't smart. I'm like, look, the water molecules in your eye get excited and then the hydrogen atoms start to vibrate, you know, asymmetrically from the oxygen atom. What's vibrate? I can't see anything vibrate. And then that kinetic energy causes the water to heat up. And it's like, by that stage, they're off in their room playing Xbox. I'm talking to myself. <laughs> and I'm just like, 
That that's doing crazy talking. All right, that was uh, that's the explanation. Uh, see you in next class. That must be what a teacher feels like when well, the teachers you, you, run You've done out. some lecturing in your time, right? When yeah, you I were was running your, when you were doing your PhD, right? Was it yeah. when you were doing your PhD? Yeah. Like, I'm curious. I don't think I've ever asked you what at what level were the students at when you were lecturing? First and second year, I think. Okay, so they were raw green. Okay, they were green. Um. Were they like? Did they? Did you have that same response? Well, not obviously not the same because they're there. Cause no, they look, be I think there. by that but stage, you, you look. You know when you you're lecturing, you're talking about something, and then there's people that are like looking at you, like, oh yeah, and then there's the people that are doing these ones. Yeah, they're like looking out into space. No, possibly not. In high you, school, because you've lost them, because it's too much. I think it's more that'd be more of a high school thing. So you didn't get that in the first or second year? Not really. Maybe not even no, the second didn't. year, but let's just say the first year, guys. Not not, not so much really in, in universities because I think if you've enrolled yourself into a science degree, for the most part, 95% of the people You're interested in are it. interested in doing it. Yeah. And I remember back when, and there, and this is not to speak, like, you know, this is not about being cocky or narcissistic or anything. But it's your turn to be there. There was probably a little bit of like, because when they used to look at you and talk, they'd almost ask questions like, oh, so like, how old are you? Yeah. Because... I remember when, and it's funny, it's because... You do look young too. This is prior, this is your... This was before I had a beard, <laughs> I had some hairstyle, like it was, you know... So you probably hairstyle. looked like you could be sitting I, there with them, really. I looked 16 or 17. Yeah. When I was like 21. Yeah. And I remember when I was in my first or second year physics class. Yeah. And a guy came in and he was running the physics lab, because I used to run the physics labs, right? Yeah. And he came in and he's like, he started to do the teacher thing and he writes on his board like, this is my name. He was doing his PhD yeah. and he looked young too. He had that vampire look too. You know, when you're like, <laughs> yeah. you're older, but you're younger. Yeah, yeah. And I was, and I asked him the question, I'm like, dude, like, and I was mesmerized. I was like this 17, because I started uni when I was 17. Yeah. I was this 17 year old kid and I was like, man. And I've always had the idea, like, because when I was in high school, I was like, oh, PhD. I want to get a PhD one day. Like, yeah. This is this thing I wanted to do. Yeah. And then when I was in first year, he came in and he was running classes. I'm like, he's like, oh, I'm doing, he was saying what he is and he's like a, a PhD candidate, right? And I was like, dude, like, how old are you? He's yeah. Like, oh, I'm 21. I was like, damn. Like, yeah. So I was mesmerized mm. in first year. Mm. And I was like, I want to be that. Because it doesn't seem too far away. You're like 17, 21. That's not too far. I'm like, finish my three degree. Like if I do honors or masters, I'm like, I can probably go and do it. And I wanted to do a PhD. Yeah. And then four, what would have been three or four years later, I found myself in same standing in his spot. Yeah. And I was at the front and I might've written my name down. This is who I am. And if you've got any questions, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And I think- Just curious, I, I got the whiteboard, vibe whiteboard was, or chalkboard? Um, Probably- Probably would have been a chalkboard. Okay, moving forward. Sorry. Scientists <laughs> love chalkboards, man. <laughs> this is why I wanted to know. Okay, we can go into that if you want. They make that sound. They they like chalkboards. They even like whiteboards, but um, chalkboards are better. Ha- the elements yeah. are better. <laughs> we, we back in my office when I was you know working in like the radio farm, we'd have like whiteboards in our office, and we always were writing on whiteboards. Like, yeah. You know, doing a calculation, doing a diagram. It's just just what they do. Yeah. Anyway. Um, and I was funny because I remember feeling like, I was like, oh, like, how funny, like I'm 21 and I'm, I'm doing I'm in my that PhD same position. and I'm like in the same position. Yeah. Right. It's very meta. Uh, it was super meta. And I think there might've been just with the way one or two people asked me questions, I was like, it was a realization that, yeah, I had done it. Like someone had asked me the same question, like, oh, how old are you? What are you doing? And I was like, no, I'm doing PhD, this and that. Yeah. And, and it was like, a little oh, bit of an wow, ego you're stroke. 21 and just the same yeah. thing is kind of repeating itself. Um, so... I don't know what point I was going on to that, but 
Um, I asked you the question about whether first and second year students were like. So drift, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't think they drifted okay, off. I think they were. Um, yeah, they were. They were quite interested in it, but it's it's funny. Like even lately, I've found myself yearning to go back to that setting. It's bizarre. Yeah, and I've knocked university education many times. And it's probably once crave, every two weeks now. I'm doing the, a search, like wondering, you crave when, the knowledge. When can I? Ro- I think I'm craving the knowledge part. Yeah, yeah. And I a think part this of happens me, at a certain age where, like, your kids have uh, gone to a level where you're not kind of, you're not physically required as much, and all of a sudden, I think it just happens in your thirties. I'm pretty sure it does. You kind of not go full cycle. Where you almost go, shit. I, I think. I think I want to learn again. I think it happens to a lot of people. Yeah. I think it does. It's it's kind of in a sense happening. It always happens to me, but I go through waves of whether I want to do something really in-depth or do like a more of a short course type thing. But I always go in waves as well of yeah. that stuff as well. But Because, um, yeah, I don't know. Like, it's, uh, I, I like the fact that a scientist, and, I, and, it's, and you've often done this before where like, Again, using the water as an example, or something actually, you know, using the microbe as an example, you're describing things that people can't see. This is what I was going to get to the point of that. You just remembered my memory. It's like, cause I was like, like yeah, how, how do you describe something, something you can't, you can't see? see? Yeah. Because you, that you, ex- you were able to explain and pull the curtain back yeah. on the how you can x-ray the human body with your hands. Yeah. Right. But if I say to you, like, I think yours is on a different level cause you literally can't see it. Well, be, Whereas be, at least if you've got someone on the, on, on the, on a therapy table and you're looking at their back, you can at least look at something. Yes. And you might see something. Yes. Whereas when you're looking at a microwave, you're seeing your bowl of noodles just spinning around in a circle. You can't see anything you else. You can't see what's going on inside. Exactly. Yeah. But then... But even if you did put a camera inside there, which you probably can't because the camera will probably explode, can it? Uh, you'd have to do other measurements in there to be able you to couldn't, you still could, You couldn't physically see anything. It's like when you get see those shows on like random like Fox or shows like Ghost Hunting. Yeah. And they've got their like little... Um, like ghost detector that goes yeah, oh yeah. there's a ghost in here I'm like fuck off get out of here do you yeah. know what I mean it's like, it's like you almost needed some kind of detector it's like oh, yeah here are the atoms and here's the the, the vibrations and but that's like, what an MRI does yeah I know I'm, just, I'm yeah. saying it's I've always found it interesting that a scientist describes things okay. so eloquently but at the same time like really like in depthly as well of what nobody else can see so, so it's that's like, what, yeah. how does someone get taught something that you can't see as so well? that's what my science undergraduate degree was about yeah that's what my postgraduate studies are about is you're measuring something because it was my postgrad was basically in biochemistry yeah using nuclear magnetic resonance yeah nmr um so but you're you're basically measuring something you can't see mm-hmm. but it's still there yeah on on our plane right yeah. so what i'll try and explain it like this right if i please it's, do it's because it's too small right yeah so and this is what's going to lead but not up to visi- not visibly small no no it's visibly small oh, it is so visibly for example small. in this bottle of water yeah. you see a clear liquid floating around in right? a plastic bottle in yeah. a plastic bottle yeah so take away the plastic bottle and whatever the polymers and different types of chemicals make Which is up the con- bottle. plastic but just look at containing the it from being absorbed into something else yeah but just looking at the water inside the water you've got h2o yeah which is the water part yeah and then you've got like probably fluoride ions because it came from a tap You've got some bicarbonate, magnesium, and all those things in there. So they're the minerals that you get from like spring water if it's from that. Yeah. But if you were able to shrink yourself 
and dive into the water, yeah, you'd be bumped in the head by an oxygen and a hydrogen atom linked to an really? oxygen because there's a, a physical molecule there. Yeah. You'd be like, oh shit, there's a there's, cl- there's a billions of them in and a there. fluoride, but there's billions of them in there, right? Yeah. But there's also vast amounts of empty space. Yeah, but it's physically there. If you shrunk yourself, you're there. Yeah. I'm at the point now where. Me wanting to go back and do... I'd probably have to start off at a master's. I couldn't dive straight back into a PhD. I'd have to refresh on a lot of my math now because yeah. I'm blind. But I I want to go and study something and now do a PhD in something that no matter how small you shrink, yeah. you, it it's not even there. Ah, uh, interesting. Right? Yeah. So you're thinking on a plane of... But you're trying to measure something you can see. I'm thinking about I want to understand something that... You're doing the maths, yeah. But the maths is something you can't visualize, yeah. And it's not actually there, yeah. But mathematically, it is there, yeah. But it's not in reality. Yeah, that's what I've always found interesting. So, for example, coming from someone like me, who like everything is all visual, yeah. It's all like visually diagnosing yes. something. Do X amount of reps of this to rehab this, and then in six weeks' times you'll be able to do this. Yeah, that's a that's a that's an equation. That's a math equation in a sense, a very basic one. And then they do it, and then it's like, oh, I can actually squat now, or I can actually hop, or yes. Whereas before I couldn't even walk. Yes. So these are measurements that you could do, and you can actually physically see, and it works. Whereas yes. like your one, it's like, what am I looking at? You know, it's like it's really it's hard to comprehend because on on a scientific level, there is a there is potentially. Based on maths, there is potentially another you right now, yeah, next to you, but not in this dimension. Now, this is this is why you like Matrix so much, the movie. C- kind of, yeah, yeah. So there's, <laughs> but it's not just there's not just one of you. There's an infinite number of Daniels, yeah, out there in yeah. in in different dimensions, like in different universes potentially, right? Yeah. So to me, that level of depth fascinates me now, and. Had I have done, been able to pick a certain field of study, I probably would have enjoyed going down that route of physics more. And, yeah, and okay, stuff interesting. Like that. Down that aspect. Of down that aspect ah, and dive okay, deep. Because okay, okay. I did the very much the physical, like biochemistry is physical. Yeah. You know, you've got proteins and amino acids and all that stuff. It's very physical. Whereas and you want to measure the unsee- unseeable. The unseeable. And it could very well be there, but it's not visually our dimension. Ah. Right? And then one of the things I was thinking of, and like if you can willing to sit and listen to my hypo- hypothesis of the universe, right? Go for it. So, at the start of the universe, you know what the Big Bang is, right? Yes. Do you know what it is? Yeah, yeah, I know. Okay. Well, I've heard of it. I don't know it, but you can definitely explain it So, the it Big Bang essentially is the origin of the universe, the known origin of the universe, yeah. right? When our one started. So, technically, you've got everything that's in space right now. Yeah. Everything that you can see for as far as 13.6 odd billion years of time. Yeah. Compressed almost into an infinitesimally small point. Mm. They say it's the size of a grapefruit, but something very, very, very small. Yeah. But everything inside the universe. And what happened is that it got unstable at some point and basically exploded okay. or and spat then, itself out. And this is what it and then is right now. You got energy kind of like forms matter and then it flicks off a molecule, like a, a, another antimatter, I guess, you mm-hmm. know, not molecule, but, yeah. you know, um, and it expands out and eventually you manifest things like planets and the moons and like, you know, stars and ga- whole galaxies and everything like that. Yeah. What I've been, what I'm f- kind of thinking about l- of late is so, because w- there's this constant question well, what was before the Big Bang? Mm. Like, if everything started there, what was before it? Because if you're a religious person, mm-hmm. you're like, so, is- <laughs> so what happened before it? Because yeah. there's this whole thing in religion, it's like, 
you know, God always was, is, and will be. Mm-hmm. Which is nice to believe. Yeah. yeah. Which means there is no T0. There is no time start. Yeah. It's always was. But then in the concept of the universe, you're like, but there has to be a start. Yeah. Well, for a scientist. There's like a T equals zero, right? Yeah. You can't just have, there's always a, there's always, there's something, always something, something that's something. something. So if you go, well, if you've got a Big Bang and everything's compressed in the Big Bang, what's around the Big Bang? Is yeah. there no space or is space time itself compressed into that yeah. point? My thing is, well, what what was actually before that? It's funny you mentioned that. We've got that topic, the uh, that's in the, in the books. Do we? Yeah, the beliefs, ideologies, what we stand for. It could tie into that. It could right? tie into that, which we'll probably leave it for that. But I see what you're I see what you're yeah. going with it. So yeah. my view is, well, what was before that? And I don't even think it's just spiritual because spiritual is not on the same plane. It's in a different, different level. I'm talking the scientific realm. point of view. Yeah, because it's interesting. As a religious known. person, I've known. got this constant. Back thought of there is in parallel there is something spirit consciousness and there is science right yeah. whereas some people are like will prove one or the other it's like no they're both at the same time at the same time so by default taking that view and then you have fun with the rest yeah my point my belief is that and what i'd be interested in at some point if i go down that route is showing what happened before that big bang mm. and my theory is that there there was a preceding big bang before that so you had a big like bang. A big bang before the big bang. Well, the big O bang. It was more of a crunch okay. because they got the universe going to have the big crunch, mm-hmm. but it was this constant oscillation, right? So I think that my my take on the whole thing is that you've got this single point. It's a big bang, and this is what we're going in now. Everything is expanding out. Yeah. So right now the universe is still expanding. Yeah. Things are still being made. Star. Some stars are dying. Some black holes are forming. Mm-hmm. The universe is expanding. It is contracting, but then when it contracts. Its contraction, right, Mm -hmm. as it's contracting now, is expanding in an alternate dimension as we speak. So it's happening at the same Same time, time, but it's the anti-version of what we're experiencing now from the universe. It's almost like the the negative, the anti, the the opposite version of what we are now. Yeah. So if you think, for example, if you look at it, for example, because to my to to, for my mind, like the the Big Bang is almost like a black hole. Yeah. Right. But when you fall into a black hole, what's on the other side? Something. No one really knows. Yeah. Technically, technically nothing. Yeah. Because you can't escape it, so you technically there can't be anything to come back out. Yeah. But when you got a black hole, some, everything goes in. It gets compressed to this infinitesimally small point mm-hmm. where it pretty much just decodes everything, and it becomes nothing except this concentrated pool of everything that was that went in. It's like a delete button. It's almost like a delete button, right? Yeah. But everything in there is still kind of in there, but it's just compressed. To an infinite point, mm. which you can't even comprehend what that means, yeah. right? But nothing can come out. But there are things called white holes in which things can only come out. Yeah. So nothing can go in. <laughs> yeah. Which is the opposite of a black hole. Which is what you were saying to me before. There's, there's, there's these two parallels of happening yes. at the same so time. So if you look at a white hole, everything that's coming out of a white hole is just continuing to come out. But where's it coming from? Yeah. So it must have come in from somewhere. Right? Yeah. So if you get a black hole and a white hole and you join them together, yeah, it's potentially a tunnel yeah. through because you go in a black hole and you can come out of the white hole. Yeah. Right? And that's mathematically possible. Yeah. There's an Einstein-Rosen bridge thing that joins them, right? Yeah. I'm thinking that at the point of the black hole, if you put on your... At the point of the start, start of the universe, if you put on your big, big, your black hole hat, the universe expands, it shrinks. But as it shrinks and implodes on itself, 
the opposite side of that, you can't visualize it, but the yeah. opposite side of the alternate dimension is the expansion point, almost like a white hole of the universe re-expanding. It'll expand as it contracts. Its opposite is expanding Anything. in the yeah. other version. And it's this constant oscillation yeah. back and forth of the universe going forward and back. Uh-huh. I'd be curious to know mathematically what that looks like. And that's why you want to study it. Yes. Or you want to go back and do a master's of it and yes. then do a PhD. And what's interesting is I'll look at it and then three years in, I'll be like, you were way off. <laughs> yeah. That, that, is that, that, is that the bit that excites you? Yes. Do you because, excite, do you, do a you... little bit. Because right now, to me, I'm like, oh, I'm really fascinated by that. But a, but an accomplished scientist would be like, no, that's not possible because. Okay. But the thing that is fascinating about science is that I think it takes, it's during the the initial stages where your brain is almost like a child mm-hmm. that you come up with these theoretical outlandish ideas that where you're like, that's not at all possible. Like yeah. it just can't happen. Yeah. The reason why it can't happen is because of blah, blah, blah. But when someone goes, no, 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 it, something could happen. What if? And then you try and go on this journey to prove it. Yeah. That to me is where great discoveries are made. Yeah. And when you kind of sit on it for too long, there's, there's a pyramid where it's like you get a, a diploma, a degree, a master's, a PhD, and then you don't know, you know, you know nothing about everything. Yeah. Like you just become stupid after a while <laughs> because they invent this crap to try and not discrediting them, but you, they come up with like, oh, I'm going to test the theory of blah, 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 blah. And it's become a new paper. It's like, but it's a smidgen in the grand scheme of everything collectively. You want to do, you know? you do something a bit value. more kind of. But no, my point is that you get to a point where it's almost like you dumb yourself down mm. when you've been doing it for that long. I think there's value in the early days of of a scientist and a scientist's view where they can come, be daring enough to come up with such outlandish ideas. Yeah. And then someone's like, it's it's a lie. The earth is flat. It's What are you talking about the earth's round? Mm. What are you talking about the sun is not the center of our solar system? Yeah. Because not. Yeah. But at one point, that was the belief. That was someone the belief, questioned yeah. it. And then they decided to look into it. And then they decided to look into it and something was discovered. That yeah. to me fascinates me. And I'd so like to go down that So you're fascinated by the now. fact that you're okay with being wrong as yeah, well. Yeah, that, that's a part of part of it. That's 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 a, it's a good reflective part because when you're going back to our you know failure episode, it's like it's m- maybe a more egotistical, immature Ivan maybe wouldn't like the idea of failing at something like that. Yeah. But as you've, as you've gotten older and you kind of like experience things and you've had a break from science, yeah. you kind of like, it's, it's this urge. It's kind of bringing you back to it. It's like, I want to expand. And then, you know what? I don't actually mind the fact that I look into it and be like, wow, I was way so wrong. So way off. Yeah. But that bit actually excites you that you're so way off. And then yeah. you probably would want to understand why you were so way off. Yeah. And then understand that aspect of it as well. That's right. It's good. It's very good. <laughs> so that was my thought. <laughs> so at the moment, I just we keep we keep talking about the like it's, it's we keep talking about doing the geek out episode. We kind of I think we did a little bit of a, a prelude, yeah, to it. Um, is that a, is that the right word? A prelude, Pre- prelude, yeah, the pre like a yeah prelude. Well, not a sequel, a prequel. Is it the prequel? Prelude's a better version. Prelude, prelude, so prelude to the geek out episode. Yeah, where we uh expand more. It's like on, a preface. Yeah. I think today is more of a reflection of the ep- the the show, the yeah. vet of our veteran status. Yeah, veteran <laughs> status, episode thirty nine. <laughs> our veteran, no, I'll, you know, chicken, like, tongue in cheek, but it's like it's more the re- reflecting on that aspect of it, but at the same time, kind of like the prelude of the geek out yeah. episode. We're so expert. We should just start a business teaching people how to run podcasts. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> you know people do that. 
how to run a podcast. No, but literally that's all they've done. It's like do a podcast on how to run a podcast. Yeah. I couldn't think of anything Okay, there's, there's a whole... I don't want to do on a tangent, all right. <laughs> it's like going to a seminar, teaching you how to make money. And oh, when yeah, you go to a like, seminar, it's like, we're going to teach you how to make money. And it's like... Have you made money before, bitch? And it's like, this is how you do it. You run a seminar about something and then you get people to buy it. It's like, hold on a second. You're running a seminar. Anyway. <laughs> you're running a seminar it was super on nice. how to make money, but you're making money. On how to make money. On how to make money. That's, yeah. Yeah, I know. The skit, yeah, it's... It's a rabbit hole. It's an implosion. It's an implosion. Maybe another episode will do that. Um, that was good. I like yeah, that. I'm kind of going back and forth. I, I, I always, I, I go through waves when you talk about science because sometimes you go on real tangents and you do lose me sometimes. Whereas yeah. today I was like, I was kept in. Okay. I think a lot of the times when we talk about science is like there's children and stuff in the background, there's multiple conversations and I kind of, you know, maybe it's the noise that kind of throws me off. But because I was like honing in on what you were saying. Yeah. It's super gr- fascinating. I grasped, sometimes I like. I grasped it a bit better today. Yeah, and sometimes even like, though I can't see it, what you're describing, you can start to you can start to something. visualize it. Yeah, because I'm very big on visualization. Yeah, and that's why the cadaver labs labs labs, labs um, helped me a lot. Is because and and then I didn't do it purposely so that I can visualize it. I did it because it was part of the course. Yeah, and then it actually helped me visualize. You know. Yeah. Um. It, you know, a lot of athletes visualize shooting the basket that wins them the championship because yeah. it, it enables them to put them in that zone, right? Um. Whereas when I was doing the the cadaver labs, it, it enables me to visualize what I could be seeing in order to help that person. Do you yeah. know what I mean? So I'm very much a visual person. Imagine the first people that were pioneering using cadavers as part of like learning in a clinical setting. I've seen photos like back in like early, early, early medical days of like where they've got a person, they're doing experiments like... Yeah, it's, I don't know, wicked. To it's, make it like a common practice in a clinical setting. It, it's Well, even just getting permission to use someone, like just even starting that process. That I reckon right now it's like, oh yeah, of course I'll donate my, my brain or my body to science. Yeah. But back then it was like, especially if you're a religious person, it's like, yeah. no, no, that's, that's my body. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Whereas the importance of science and research now in order to help our future generations... Yeah, it's like it's massively required. But I think back then it would have been such a such an obstacle to even go. Hey, do you want to um, sign this form over here? Oh, what's about? Oh, well, when you die, can we um, poke and prod and cut your body up? Yeah, that's essentially what they do. Yeah, and you're like, uh, no. no. What would you, what would I do yeah. to my loved one? What, what, you know, so it's like it's a big pioneering thing. It's, where, it's yeah. a huge, massive pioneer. So who, I don't know who who started it and whatnot, but I'm sure I don't know. I have no idea. I have to look into it, but um. That in itself would have been massive. Mm. If we're talking about pioneering something, that would have been huge. Yeah. Absolutely huge. Fascinating stuff. But there's, there's an emotional aspect to it as well. Like, I remember going to it. It's like, you never think about it. It's like, oh, I'm going to Cadaver Lab. But then you sit there and you're like, oh, shit. Um, someone. That's someone. Yeah. It's really bizarre. And it's almost like, that's someone. And it's just like silence. You have to separate yourself from you that. Do. You do. You, you have and, to literally be in a setting and you're like... This, this is just this an, is an experiment. experiment. It's, it's, it's about the science. I, I'm, yeah. I'm here to learn about that. And some because people, otherwise, some people can't separate. And some people and didn't. They just can't do it. It's it's really bizarre. Yeah. And they talked about it before, and I think people kind of glazed over, like, ah, oh, I'll be fine. It's Until cool. they were there, and they're like, oh, what is? Why is there half a per-? like? It's just hard. Yeah, it's too hard. And someone's like, when when someone says, oh, are you needle phobic? No, no, I'm fine. All of a sudden, they're watching on TV someone 
doing a hip replacement yep. and all of a sudden I've got to leave the room I'm sick yep. and they, they go well, what did that happen for yep. and that happened a lot in the labs a lot people will go in there and all of a sudden they just they leave it's for whatever reason whether yeah. it was too grotesque or it, it it was too emotionally compounding for them they just yeah. leave and I was I guess lucky in a sense that I was able to kind of switch that off I guess that emotional trigger yeah. and able to learn it because it's able to help me a lot yeah. but yeah interesting stuff all right on that note well it's been a good episode reflective episode reflective episode something different have no idea what we're going to title it but um (laughs) (laughs) like many things here we'll come up with a title later and yeah if you want to skip the first 10 minutes it's up to you but yeah for the next episode because sometimes some shows will take like a portion of the episode add it to the front of the show so it's like the intro teaser it's like oh i'm waiting for that part and that's nah, like the just, the and we started to talk about should we do that, but I'm just like, nah. let's let it ride the journey because that's kind of like the vibe. I think that's our that's our, our stick. Our what is it? USP, a unique selling point. That's nice. Well, we're pros. I- <laughs> <laughs> if you go back to this, we're an hour and three into this episode now. Like right at the start, we were talking about those re- like you mentioned foreplay and all this kind of stuff, and then, and then we're like black holes and cadavers. How do we talk about foreplay? <laughs> you did. I don't know. Where it was, I was talking about um, peanut butter was our last episode, eh? Oh, uh, what, what, what? have we literally bounced between two episodes between peanut butter, foreplay, cadavers, and, and black origins holes. of the universe? Yes, black we holes? have. This is why it's called the journey to wherever, because you just literally don't know where you're going. We're we don't so, know where we're we going. We are so pro. It's so good. <laughs> All right. You got anything planned for the weekend, my friend? Um, don't know, man. Um, tomorrow, helping out a family member with some house stuff. Um, today, I don't know. Probably go shopping for some stuff a little bit here and there. Nothing really. It's probably, probably just a one of one, one of those, those kind of things. light weekends. You kind of go with the flow. Nice kind of thing. What about you? Just, uh, just yeah, getting together with some friends. Um, probably doing some. I don't know, garden work. Yep. Who knows? Cut my lawns last week. For the, I've been speaking on lawns for a while. Cut my lawns last week for the first time that in a while. That's very daring of you in the middle of winter. Well, it's maintained green for a little while. So okay. I thought I'd give a little bit of a, 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 bit, of a bit of a snip. Bit of trim. Okay. I only took a tiny bit off. Tiny like, bit I'm off. talking like... Was that because years. you like you were just missing? The... It was a bit messy. No, no, no. It, it looks neat now. And then was, I that, was that you just kind of missing the, the lawn mowing? Mm, it felt good when I was doing it. Yeah, that's probably like, oh, what it was. <laughs> and I gave a little bit of a uh, a little bit of green light spray, trying to give it a little bit of a last of minute green green G- boost through through the winter period. Yep, yep. All, All right. right, sweet. Thanks, Thanks guys everyone. for listening. Um, I feel like I always say this bit, but yeah, thirty nine. Thanks for listening. Ciao. Later. Bye. Suck into a black hole. Is that the black hole? <laughs> <laughs>
and what was it, A4? It was a bit bigger, right? And that the teacher put like a, a line yeah. through the middle and we yeah. got paint and we painted uh, something on one, one side. side. Yeah, yeah. And then she's like, all right, like kids. psychiatry diagrams. Now watch this. Color. And she, we folded Fold it together. It. And then you open it and you've got the same drawing that you had on that you drew on the other side. It's on the other side. And I was like, holy shit. My five-year-old me was like, fuck, this is amazing. That's how I feel like when you talk, <laughs> when you talk about science. I've been in kindergarten all the time. But you just visualized the fold of the black hole in point of time between two separate oscillations. Amazing. See how meta this shit is? <laughs> it just, it's almost like that. You need to get back to school. I think I do, man. You'd yeah. be blown away by some of the shit in science. Like I, I, yeah. simple things like oh, yeah. if you and I, if I stay on Earth and I send you off in a spaceship and you travel really, 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 really fast, you come back, I'll be pretty much 100 years old or dead and you'll be the, almost the same age, but you'll age by one year. That's crazy. And we're twins. That level of shit is real. Like real. Yeah. Not it's a theory. If it was possible. If was. you travel really... No, no, it's actually possible now. The people oh, really? who travel in spaceships now yeah. really, really fast are actually younger than we are. On a scientific... Biologically? Biological level. Oh, okay. Think about that. Yeah, I just did. <laughs> the faster you go, time slows down, which means they age slower than we do. In fact, some people that are closer to... Where is it now? I'm trying to get my, my orientation right. But where there's a higher level of gravitational pull on Earth, mm-hmm. they are younger than we are. Interesting. I'm just thinking about because that time now. slows down because they're closer to the center of mass. Wow! So they're actually younger than we are, even though they might have been born at the same time. So it just shows you, right? That's For all science, those people man. out there developing anti-aging products, forget about it. Don't worry about it. Just go into space. Exactly. <laughs> Fuck anti-aging <laughs> creams and shit. Just get round up thirty million dollars and get someone from NASA to take you into space. This is why Elon Musk needs to be our friend. If you're listening, Elon, trust me. If he's still me. listening to the post show, because we're at the end of the show now. <laughs> if he's like, yo, well, this guy's episode's really, really cool. Like, I really, really like it. No, no, he's, he didn't sound like Elon Musk just then. You just went, well, well, these, their episodes are... I believe that uh, it's really good. Um, interesting. Yes. Um, yes. <laughs> the recent space mission he was a part of, you know. Yeah? yeah it was his spaceships, the Dragon X, that went up. It's Elon Musk, man. Anyways. All right, guys. Let's go have Wait. a good weekend. Let us bye.